Hey everyone, welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. My name is Ashley Bueller and I'm here with my co-host and twin sister Brittany. Hey guys! This is the podcast where we talk about All Things Gymnastics and today we will be discussing the Winter Cup and giving our thoughts on some of the highlights from the Junior and Senior Division. And we also have an interview with Jocelyn Robertson who is one of our favorite juniors at the moment so stick around to hear Jocelyn talk about her performance at Winter Cup and get to know a little bit about her. But before we get into the episode, we want to real quickly thank our Gold Level Patreon supporters. A big thank you to Blake B, Elaine E, Rydog, Faith M, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, and Erica S. Thank you all for your support each month. We appreciate it so, so much. More than you guys probably will ever know, you help to keep this podcast running and cover some of the costs that come with running a podcast, such as website fees, software that we use to edit, equipment, things like that. So we definitely appreciate your guys' support and we could not do this without you. So thank you. Now let's get into today's episode. All right, so just over a week ago, we had our very first elite meet in a while. First big elite meet, I should say. And that was the Winter Cup. And this was the first Winter Cup that included women. It was a meet that was on podium. We had a junior session, a senior session. And I think it went a lot better than I expected. I think there was definitely, you know, a lot of watered down routines. Um, A lot of girls were not doing the all around, only doing one or two events. But overall, it was really exciting to have everyone back out there. I think there was a lot of great gymnastics that we saw. A lot of things to be excited about in the months to come, leading up to the Olympics, hopefully, not going you know, there really wasn't that many falls at this meet. I think overall, the routines that we did see were pretty well executed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I'm not exactly sure what I was expecting from this competition, but I think that I agree. Like overall, I feel like everyone looked really good. And for being out for so long, you know, some girls were out of the gym for several months and it was the first major elite competition in a very long time first time being on tv at least for the seniors in a very long time so yeah i was kind of expecting this to be like a disaster but it wasn't no i was happy to see (laughs) so i think Obviously, the most impressive, we'll start with the seniors, I should say that. We'll start with seniors, and I think the most impressive person that we saw was, hands down, Jordan Childs. She won the all-around with a 57.050, and she came to play in 2021. She looked phenomenal, and honestly, after this competition, I'm kind of like, is she like, more in contention for the Olympics than we initially thought? I think so. I think her stock definitely went up at this meet. She was way more confident. She put together a complete performance in the Mm all-around, which for Jordan has been a problem in the past. You know, she's one of those athletes that definitely has the capabilities, definitely has the big skills, but she doesn't always put it together in an all-around performance like she needs to, you know, when the time comes. Yeah, this was hands down her best all-around performance of her career, especially as far as her senior career goes. She was really, really good as a junior, and I feel like we just haven't seen that same, like, spark about her like she had when she was a junior. So she just looks so good. I think the switch to WCC definitely helped, and we noticed that, well, I almost said last year, I guess it would be 2019. Yeah. Wow, (laughs) crazy. Um... You know, in 2019, you know, she competed with WCC and we all noticed that she looked a lot better. She was starting to build more confidence. And I just think that she's continuing to grow every time we see her. And that's really exciting to see. Like I said, I think that her chances of actually contending for the Olympic team just skyrocketed. I want to talk about her full in on floor, by the way, her laid out full in. It is the most glorious laid out full in I think I've ever seen. Someone made like a slow motion gif of it and it's so much fun to watch Mm -hmm. just on repeat over and over again. It's that good. And she also did a full in beam dismount, which that was the first time that we had seen that. So Yeah, she's really pushing the difficulty. And I think, you know, at this meet in particular, we didn't really see that a whole lot, which is smart, I would say, for the most part, for a lot of these athletes to not be pushing the difficulty. But it was fun to see. I I wasn't expecting that at all on Beam. Mm -hmm. And she totally has upgrades in her back pocket. Um, I actually just did a little interview with her for Inside Gymnastics Magazine, which I'm not going to spill all the beans, but she did say that she has some upgrades that she's working on. She said her upgrades are a secret, so I was a little bit like, "Ah." like I want to know what exactly she's working on. I would imagine that one of them is going to be the Aminar. Not that that's really an upgrade because she has done it before, but Mm -hmm. if she can do an Aminar and then have an all-around performance like she did at Winter Cup, I feel like she's very much in contention for the Olympic team. And I was going to say, you know, 
speaking about her vault, she does a double. It made me gasp. Her double is mm-hmm. so beautiful. Super clean, tight form. Very high vault. Well executed. And I think after watching so many fulls in college gymnastics right now, like week after week we're seeing, really with the exception of Kaya Johnson, just a boatload of Uchanko fulls and one and a halfs. To, to see a really nicely executed Uchanko double, it was very, very pleasant. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned it when we were watching. And I'm not to say that it's not an amazing vault because it is, but I think also it's just because it's been so long that we've seen an elite meet that like we're so used to seeing foals and sometimes not the greatest foals and to see something so big and explosive and so well done with that elite touch like that little you know, <laughs> touch of elite perfection to it yeah love it Shailise Jones was another athlete who had a phenomenal performance. She got second all around with a 54.1. And her and Jordan Childs were neck and neck throughout the whole meet. I think that she's, you know, similar to Jordan. She looked really confident, really polished. Didn't really look like she had taken a whole lot of time off. Um, She came into this meet ready to go. And you could really see that confidence in her. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, as her meet went on, she was just building and building. And she came up just a tad short. But I think Jordan's difficult definitely exceeded and I think that's why she ended up you know winning in the end but I think um, Shailise is another person that a lot of people sleep on like she's totally like a silent contender for the Olympics maybe I shouldn't say silent because I feel like there's definitely people in the gym tonight that have taken notice of her and you know recognize how good she is but I feel like she's not always in the conversation when we talk about who's going to make the Olympic team and she's another one of those athletes kind of like Jordan that you know she can upgrade her vaults maybe do an amateur are in addition to everything else that she's already doing you know she's gonna have a real shot she's definitely gonna be more in contention than I think people realize it kind of reminds me of Elizabeth Price in 2008 Mm -hmm. or sorry 2012 yeah 2012 she kind of like came into trials actually she did really well at nationals right before that too it was it was nationals and trials both of them she was just kind of casually hanging out in like the fifth or fourth place in the all-around and people were like oh hi like (laughs) totally the dark horse yeah she also did the double back with one and a half twists which she hasn't done in competition I believe since 2014 which was her very first year as a junior elite so really impressive to see her bring that back yeah like what I wasn't expecting that (laughs) I wasn't either and honestly like she needs to go to a world championships or an olympics she needs to go somewhere where she can compete that and get it named after her because to my knowledge she is the only person to ever compete that at least on the women's side so I was listening to the gymcastics podcast this past week and they said that it was named after her in the J.O. quota points oh okay so I'm, I'm not sure like I'm assuming it's true if they're if they're saying it, but um, it's not. Apparently, in, it is named after. It's her. not in the elite code of points, and that's what I'm wanting. Mm-hmm. So we need to get Shailene Jones to a competition where she can actually get that named after her. Then I'll be happy. <laughs> And then in third place, somebody else who had a really great all-around performance was Emily Lee, which we didn't actually get to see her on NBC. <laughs> Sigh, very, very annoying. <laughs> um, not the, surprising, The though. broadcast didn't really show a whole lot of variety. Are we surprised? Not really. But she did have a great meet as well, and just wanted to give her a shout-out. Um, she's somebody that kind of doesn't really get a whole lot of, you know, attention. She's not really in the limelight, but a phenomenal athlete, a phenomenal all-around performance, and really excited to see, you know, what she can do and continue to build in the future. Um, I think that she has a very bright future ahead. I think one of the biggest highlights of this competition, probably for a lot of people, was the comeback of Lori Hernandez. Obviously, she has not since the 2016 Olympics so my heart was so happy so fulfilled to see her back out there on the competition floor and I honestly love to see her floor routine because she did the choreography herself and it was nice to see her do something that was different than the you know typical kind of jerky style MG Elite choreography that we all kind of are used to seeing. Yeah, like Lori totally had a style to her routine that she was kind of known for and, you know, that's one of the things we all know and love about her is not only her dance ability, but also how she performs and I think that now she's growing, she's maturing a little bit. We're seeing her performance evolve as well in Mm -hmm. that way and we're seeing her kind of perform in a more mature way. Um, I think her choreography suited her well. I think she looked a little bit nervous at some parts and she admitted that on Twitter. She said that, you know, she's still getting comfortable with the routine. There's still certain parts 
of it that she wants to adjust because it didn't really translate well, mm-hmm. you know, on TV or on camera. So just little things that I'm sure she's, you know, going to go back and work on. But that's but- what this competition was all about for her. It was just about getting back out there and, and actually competing for the very first time in a long time. And yeah, just kind of getting the feel for being an elite gymnast again. And I don't know, I think she did a good job. I think that there was probably a lot of pressure on her. She probably felt that herself coming oh, into this. Yeah. But I think she handled it well. I think there was a lot of people that doubted her ability to make a comeback. And I just love to see her out there proving the haters wrong. And I think that she can only go up from here. And she actually said that her goal, after the meet, she said this, that her goal was to obviously upgrade her routines and she wants to be an all-arounder, so she wants to get vault and bars in there as well. She only did beam and floor at Winter Cup, so looking forward to seeing you know, the progress that she can make and, you know, what she can do within a couple months more time and when we see her again, hopefully at Classics and Nationals. Do you think her stock went up or went down? Um, I mean, I would say up. I think that there was so much uncertainty surrounding her comeback and only seeing her do, like, skills on social media and not really seeing full routines. And she didn't do a four-pass floor routine at Winter Cup. She just did a layout for her very last pass, but she did the double Arabian and double talk, and we know that she has upgrades that she's working on, so... Yeah, I think they said that she wanted to add a full in, and... Mm-hmm. Full in, and... Yeah, that sounds weird. <laughs> um, she actually did that in podium training. Yes, and it was actually Jenny that encouraged her not to go for it, just because she wanted her to go out there and have fun, relax, not be stressed about having to like hit this routine and having the endurance to do it. Um, she just wanted her to have a meet under her belt to have it, you know, be a good meet so she can be more confident. And I think that just speaks volumes to the change in her coaching situation, the growth in Lori, and I think just showing that she's so much more comfortable and confident, you know, in the position that she's in right now. You know, like you said, I think that she had a lot of pressure going into this meet, a lot of eyes on her. I felt nervous for her. Yeah, but she handled it so well. And I think like on Beam, for example, like that's an event where typically you think nerves would show but she looked solid like her beam routine was I'm sure she's gonna add more difficulty and stuff but like I would say it's like pretty much right where she left off like mm-hmm. I didn't watch that routine and think like she looked like a different athlete or she has a she lot of looked work like to do. the typical Lori beam queen the Olympic silver medalist that we all know and love I totally got that vibe from her out there so 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 happy to have her back I think mission accomplished for Lori yeah for sure and I think that you know, like you said, I think her stock went up. I think this was only a good thing for her. She'll come out even stronger the next time. I'm sure we'll see more events. I'm sure we'll see some more difficulty and probably a little bit more confidence from her as well because I think she needed to get this one competition out of the way, that first competition back. Where it's like this big deal, like Laura Hernandez is competing for the first time since the Olympics. Everybody's talking about it. But she just needed to get it over with. And she did that. And she hit her routine. So yeah, very proud of her. And I think she should be happy with herself as well. And speaking of, you know, athletes who are kind of making a comeback in a sense, after a gym change as well, Riley McCusker. Mm-hmm. She was another athlete that was, you know, formerly training at MG Elite. She's now training at Arizona Sunrise with Jay Carey, and she looked great. One thing I really noticed about her was just how happy she looked and relaxed. And that's something that I feel like we have not seen from her, obviously knowing the situation that she came from. You know, she didn't necessarily have the perfect meet. But she seemed just okay with it, you know? She probably knows that this is obviously her first time back in a long time. First time with a new coach, a new training partner, and... And similar to Lori, you know that she had eyes on her almost for that reason. Yeah. Like, knowing kind of, you know, what's going on, you know, what did happen, and just knowing this is her first time kind of coming back out in a while, that people are going to be seeing her and evaluating her, um, judging her, if you will. And I say judging just because this is gymnastics, and, you know, that is what people do, especially the judges, the literal judges. Right. But... I think she just handled it with grace. She, like, literally grace. (laughs) She was so phenomenal. And like you said, I think that even in those moments where she wasn't perfect and she may not have been doing as good as she wanted to do, she didn't really let it show. It didn't seem to phase her at all. I think that her vault is significantly better than the last time we saw her. I think that she's getting a lot more height, a better block on the table. So that was one observation that I made is, you know, I think that Jade Carey's power is kind of rubbing off on her. And this is something that ironically we talked about. Yeah. Back when the switch, you know, the gym switch first happened, we kind of made a joke that, 
you know, maybe Riley and Jade training together is a good thing. Maybe they'll kind of rub off on each other. Jade will become better at bars and beam. And then Riley will get better at vault and floor. Granted, we haven't seen Riley on floor yet. We've seen her doing some kind of like individual skills that look very good. Yeah, much improved. But we did get to see her vault at Winter Cup, and I thought it was just so much better. It looked way better in the air. The landing was better than we're used to seeing from her typically. And she said that she actually, like, vault was an event that she used to dread doing, and now she kind of likes it. So to me, that's what matters the most. Like, just her being happy and feeling confident and comfortable with what she's doing, and just knowing that even as far as, like, every day in the gym, if she can go to an event that she used to hate and feel better about it and not like absolutely dread it that to me means she's winning and speaking of riley and Lori and you know their gym change i saw the picture of them <laughs> both standing in front of like the positive coaching sign and i thought that was so shady but i loved it it's iconic is what it is <laughs> truly like that's something that i could not imagine like gymnasts doing in the days past like could you imagine when marta was still around if someone did something like that yeah like they were totally trying to send a message and they did send a message like we're not letting like the haters get to us like we're in like a better place now yeah like we're in a better environment we're happy like we're thriving without you (laughs) i thought that was so funny first of all the fact that they even had that up like in the arena It's like USA Gymnastics trying you to almost, put a band-aid on everything. You almost have to wonder if it was intentional. Right. But love the fact that they got together and took a picture in front of that. Very iconic of them. Another person that I want to talk about is Sunisa Lee. She did bars and beam here. And she got everybody talking once again with her bar routine. So in podium training, she actually did the Nabieva to Bardwaj and then connected it right into a Maloney. Mm-hmm. Didn't do that in the competition, but just to see her connecting the Nabieva to the Bardwaj was incredible to see. And she actually told, it was Scott Bregman that tweeted it, but um, she said that she actually decides what routine she's going to go with mid-routine. That is so crazy In the middle of her bar routine, and then she said that she can tell if she's a little bit off on the Nabieva, and that's how she decides if she's going to go for the connection or not. Like, how do you even? Like, I don't understand. (laughs) And I think it just goes to show, like, she had one routine that she did in podium training, and it almost completely changes the structure of her routine, but if she's a little bit off, she can just make that adjustment, like, in a split second. Yeah. And that just speaks to how talented she is. It does. I was just about to say that. I think it speaks volumes to, like, her, not only her skill level, but also, like, her, what am I trying to say? Like, her mental capabilities. Yeah. To be able to make that adjustment, like, on the spot like that and not get frazzled. Like, to be catching a skill as big as a Navieva, potentially, like, close. Mm -hmm. And instead of letting that, like, rattle her, she's able to just kind of go into, like, a different, like, moderation of her routine. To be quick on her feet like that. Or I guess you could say quick on her hands. (laughs) Um, Honestly, yeah. Very, very impressive. Also very impressive. A lot of people were talking about Connor McLean as well, which super weird that she's a senior now. I, don't, I almost forgot. Yeah, like it just doesn't feel right. I'm like, oh, Connor, like junior, like we have a junior competing with the seniors. And I'm like, wait, she's well, actually and Sky Blakely too. Yeah. And we literally had them on our podcast and we talked to them about how they were going to be seniors this year. Like we literally had that whole episode and then I, they show up <laughs> at Winter Cup and I'm like, oh wait, you guys are seniors. It just doesn't feel real. It just... So strange to me, but I mean, honestly, I feel like having them in the senior division, that's right where they belong because they're both amazing. Connor got everyone talking with her layout on beam, which is absolutely to die for. The amplitude she gets on that is insane. I tweeted, it's literally like chef's kiss. <laughs> like the same way I can describe it. It's literally perfection. It's so good. Yeah. It's, it's hard to put it into words. Like she just makes it look so easy and she's like light. Like, I feel like she could do her series and land on the beam and, like, no one would even hear it because she's so light on her feet. Yeah. And she gets so much height. It's so floaty. Yeah. I was just just going to say, it's literally like she's floating. Yeah. Love it. Like, there's not enough that I could say. Like, we could just literally sit here and have a whole podcast dedicated to Connor McLean's layout on a beam. When times are tough and I'm laying in bed at night and I can't fall asleep, I just think about her layout on beam and it makes me feel so much better. (laughs) So so peaceful. (laughs) 
All right, we're, we're getting a little bit weird here. <laughs> I don't actually do that. <laughs> if only, if only I could think of gymnastics and all my problems would just go away. Right. It almost does, though, with her layout on beam. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that we saw her on just vault and beam at this meet. She had a great showing. I think that her beam was a little bit wobbly, a little shaky, so she didn't quite get, you know, the exact score that I'm sure she wanted. Or that um, she's capable of. Sky Blakely actually tied for beam, mm-hmm. so she had a phenomenal routine. Both great beamers, and I think that they both did themselves a solid at this meet. You know, a lot of talk in the past year has been, are these first-year seniors really in contention for making the Olympics? You know, do they have a shot? And I think that both Connor and Sky are continuing to almost solidify themselves, like, as a contender. Yeah, they're keeping themselves in the conversation for sure. I will say, though, that I find peace in knowing that, at least as far as what they say, they're still keeping 2024 in kind of like the back of their mind. That is their main goal this whole entire time up until last year when all the craziness happened. That was their goal. So just knowing that like even as far as their coaches go, like they're not necessarily pushing super hard for Tokyo. They don't want to burn themselves out because they, they're keeping the bigger picture in mind. And that's kind of nice to see. I'm sure it's hard to hold yourself back when you know that you have an opportunity to achieve your dream right now. Like why wait? four more years you could do it now but I think they're just going to get better with time honestly with time with more experience um I would hate to see them rush it if either of them could make the team I think that would be amazing and like super cool good for them but I kind of like the idea of them still keeping 2024 as their goal and seeing what they can achieve in the time leading up to that like all the world championships they can go to and I want to see them just go through that whole process so I mean still super impressed with how they showed out at Winter Cup and just excited for not not only this year, but just the, all the years to come for these two. Okay, let's move on to juniors, which before we do that, I want to just real quickly let everybody know that we were fortunate enough to be able to watch the junior session. I know a lot of people weren't able to because it's on flow and a lot of people don't want to give flow their money, which is totally understandable. I work for Inside Gymnastics. I'm doing an internship with them at the moment and I was actually given a free account and actually all the media, to my knowledge, actually this year because of the pandemic and you know not allowing as many members of the media to come to competitions because they're trying to keep the people that are in the arena to like a minimum there's still a pandemic going on right so because of all of that they're allowing the media to have free accounts so um, nobody is actually paying for flow in terms of the media at least so for what it's worth just wanted to put that out there but I also just want to make it known to the gymnastics world that we did not buy a flow account nor have we ever. Um, This is a free account that I was given. So obviously we wanted to talk about it on the podcast. So we did go back and rewatch the junior session. Yeah, because we didn't even actually watch it live. We actually Mm -hmm. had to go back and rewatch it because we were busy that day. But but we wanted to watch it because we wanted to be able to provide an update for people that couldn't and give you guys some juniors to look out for because there was a lot of amazing juniors at this competition. I'm really, really excited for the future of USA Gymnastics because there's a solid group of kids coming up. Obviously, Ella Kate Parker. She won the meet. Super impressed with her. This was her very first elite meet, to my knowledge. At least her first major elite meet, for sure. I believe it was her first, Mm -hmm. just in general. Yeah. But she looked amazing. She's with Mary Lee Tracy now at Cincinnati Gymnastics. She actually used to train at Northeast Texas with Jocelyn Robertson, and they went 1-2 in the all-around, so that was kind of cool to see. Um, As far as her skills go, I was really impressed with her on floor. She was nailing her tumbling passes. She had a pike full in, which she stuck with two feet. Yeah, she was super solid. Mm -hmm. And her beam, I feel like, was even more impressive to me. Just, like, how confident she looked. Like, she almost looked like she was a senior. Yeah. On floor, she also had a triple twist, which you don't see that kind of difficulty very often from juniors, especially first-year elites. So, yeah, I think just all across the board, I was really impressed with what she showed up with. I was also looking through her Instagram, and she mentioned that she really wants to go to LSU. So maybe that's something that people keep keep in mind. Obviously, she's really, really young and she has a long way to go before she even commits anywhere, but she has her sights set on LSU, so maybe one day she'll be a Tiger. Yeah, definitely someone to keep your eye on in general, though. I think that her gymnastics is really exciting and she's so young 
And I think that she's just going to continue to get better and better the more experience that she has under her belt. And I definitely think that come Nationals, she can be a contender for the national title, which is really exciting for a first year elite. Oh, absolutely. We mentioned Jocelyn Robertson, who placed second. And of course, we have her on our show today. So when you're done with this, you're going to hear an interview with her, which we're really excited about. But love her gymnastics. I feel like she's totally the next big thing in the sport. I'm so excited about her. Mm. I think that she's totally a beamer, but she's also also, like has such raw natural talent on floor as well so much power explosive tumbling she's so tiny and she already has like these massive skills that she's capable of and she's been capable of for many years now yeah um it's really exciting to see very impressive and i want to give a shout out to jocelyn because she was actually leading this competition up until the very last event yeah. So she was in first place. You know, she started on beam, had a solid routine. She does a layout step out mount, which I love that. Uh-huh. I feel like it's not done a whole lot. Yeah, you definitely don't see that very often. I would actually love to see her do like a connected series out of that. Mm-hmm. Like a layout step out mount into like a layout step out, layout step out. I don't know. Something cool like that it would be really fun. She um, also does an Anodium beam, which she did that in 2019. And then also I love her aerial layout step out, layout step out series. That's probably one of my favorite combinations on beam. I don't know why. It's just so much fun to watch. I feel like it's so difficult. Like so much could go wrong in that. You yeah. really have to like stay centered with the beam to mm-hmm. nail it. Mm-hmm. She did it beautifully. But I, it happens so quick. Like I love how it's just like one skill, another skill, another skill. Like I just love the rhythm of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then Jocelyn moved over to floor. She put it in an upgrade. Well, she actually did the upgrade at the Biles Invitational before that. But um, it's a double layout. And her second pass is a double Arabian. Um, really solid tumbling. A lot of fun to watch that routine. Was still leading going into vault. Hit a great vault. And then she got to bars and had a little mishap. Um, and that gave Ella Kate the chance to kind of step in and sort of you know capitalize on that and she did so jocelyn did end up in second but super exciting me i think she did great all around and so much potential the sky is the limit for jocelyn i would say and she did make the national team you have to remember too like she didn't qualify to nationals in 2019 so she's not really had a whole lot of elite experience at least as far as like big competitions go like on a podium and in the big arena like she doesn't really have that much experience if you really think about it so i I was so impressed to see how she competed and especially given all the time that gymnasts were out and how long it's been since everyone's competed. It was just so great to see her back out there and just nailing her routines. An athlete that you and I both loved was Paloma Spiridonova from Woga. She is so beautiful. I literally can't. (laughs) I loved her ending pose on floor. So she was, let's see if I can explain this. I hate when we have to explain things. (laughs) We do so terrible at it. It's the worst. But so she's like laying on the ground and she has her leg like pulled up and back almost like almost over her head kind of like she's pulling it in that direction yeah it's so cool um obviously super flexible you have to be flexible to do something like that yeah and just a really pretty gymnast i was gonna say on floor that's where she started the meet she doesn't have the most flashy tumbling per se but i i think she's still amazing on that event because her execution is super clean she keeps her legs together her toes pointed like you said she's very flexible so she was beautiful on that event Mm -hmm. also i'd like to point out that she has the same music and a couple of bits and pieces of the same choreography that former Volga gymnast krista tanella did she was an elite gymnast back in like 2006 through 2008 ish range and i believe that was the routine that she actually did in 2008 so it was nice to see her routine being passed down to another Volga gymnast all these years later the music is the exact same not the the choreography is not the exact same but she has had like little moments here and there where you and I looked at it and we were like that looks familiar I know I'm like I've seen this before but I've never seen this gymnast before so like what's going on (laughs) and then you actually remembered it was Krista which it's crazy that you can even remember that that's (laughs) what my uh my what is it not like photographic memory but like my gymnastic graphic memory (laughs) like I can just remember gymnastics related things we remember the most random stuff like do you remember like this however many years ago this gymnast wore that leotard and like we just remember the most like awful the wall things. Well, in choreography in particular sticks in my brain. They literally lived in my brain rent free. <laughs> you could name a routine, I would say anywhere from like 2004 
up um and i could probably do it i probably could too i think you're a little bit better than i am at that but it's we have a close matchup here between the two of us and who would be better i think it's definitely my like hidden talent <laughs> but anyways going back to paloma she's also great on bars which is not surprising because she's a woga gymnast and like all the woga girls are good on bars but again she has beautiful lines her toe point extends it's so great she did have a couple mishaps during winter cup on bars so she fell on her piked jaeger and then she also went over on a handstand and she didn't fall she stayed on but it was still you know a fairly she big mistake t- started turning a little bit too early and it just kind of threw off the rhythm <laughs> yeah but i think that when she can pull it all together she's going to be like huge I, th- I could see her being one of the next big things her beam again also beautiful um we tried finding her beam routine on flow to go back and rewatch it and i couldn't find it no which is like kind of annoying but whatever it was shown on the, the like the full the full broadcast, broadcast i believe but not the individual routine posted so that's kind of unfortunate but there are videos of her on youtube if you look it up yeah I know because right now it's hard to watch juniors because, you know, their meets just aren't as accessible, but you can actually go to YouTube and type in Paloma Spiritanova and there's some like really nice quality footage of her training in the gym mm-hmm. and you can see like her beam, a dance on the floor, I think there's bars, um, some good stuff over there that you can go check out. Another athlete that really stood out to me was Caitlin John. She had really great difficulty for a junior. Um, I was impressed to see she had a double-double on floor, which I believe is an upgrade from her. And then she also did a Yurchenko double on vault. She had a standing full on beam. She had all kinds of difficulty. She also did a layout step out to back pike combination on beam, which you don't really see very often. And also a really nice pike jump that stood out to me immediately. Yeah, because those pike jumps are tricky. Yeah. I feel like some athletes just cut it a little bit short. They don't quite like hit the position. But she like went aggressively for that pike jump and it looked nice, which a pike jump is like a weird jump to me. Um, and it's also not something that I would typically notice, but for some reason, I literally went back. I was like, whoa, did you see that pike jump? And I went back. Like, every once in a while, you find a gymnast that just has a really nice pike jump, and I always appreciate that, so good job, Caitlin, on your pike jump. <laughs> That's the most weirdest thing I feel like to pick up on. Out of all the things that she does. Yeah, because she, you just name off all these, like, big skills she does, and you're like, but her pike jump, though. <laughs> I love it, okay? Don't judge me. Overall, though, I think that, you know, like we said in the beginning, Winter Cup was a success, really, Mm -hmm. in the junior division and for the seniors. So much gymnastics to watch. I really appreciated, especially in the senior division, that, you know, it was okay that some of the girls were doing layout dismounts and they weren't really going for their full difficulty. You know, in the past, I think that's something that probably would have been, like, frowned upon. Like, I think Mm -hmm. they were always being forced to, like, go for it and they had to keep, like, pushing, pushing. And, like, you always had to be on. You always had to be at your best. And I liked that it was embraced, that all of these girls could just go out there and do what they felt comfortable doing, do what they felt ready to do. And if that meant doing a three-pass floor routine with a layout as your fourth pass, like, hey, that's cool. Right. And I think that led to all of these athletes being able to build their confidence going into the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. And for the juniors, you and I were talking before we watched the replay, we didn't know a lot of the juniors. No, it feels totally like a whole new group of girls. Mm-hmm. Usually we know like a couple, which th- there were a couple that we did recognize their names. Or we'd seen like a little bit of them here and there. Obviously, Jocelyn is someone that we followed for a very long time. So we were obviously looking forward to seeing her, but we didn't really know what to expect from a lot of these juniors. We hadn't seen a lot of them before. So I was really impressed just with everything that I was seeing. I watched that competition and I felt like, yep, here we go. USA Gymnastics is going to be good for at least another four or like several years. Obviously, it depends on how long people stick around, but USA Gymnastics is going to be good for a very, very long time. And that's always nice to see. USA Gymnastics for so long has been like so dominant in gymnastics and it doesn't seem to be slowing down anytime soon because there's a phenomenal group of junior gymnasts out there right now. All right, so let's move into our interview with Jocelyn Robertson. Jocelyn is probably a familiar name for most of you. She's been around since about 2019 when she first became an elite gymnast. She actually competed that year at the U.S. Classic. And most recently, she competed at the Winter Cup. She plays second all around, first on beam, and third on floor, which solidified her spot as a member of the U.S. Junior National Team, 
We're super excited to have her on the show this week, and we hope that you guys enjoy our interview and that you're able to get to know a little bit more about Jocelyn. I think that she's a junior that's on the rise. She's someone who you're definitely going to continue to hear more about. Actually, fun fact, this is Jocelyn's very first interview, she told us. I guess she had done press after the Winter Cup, so she technically has done interviews, but this is her first time really you know, having the platform to really, you know, kind of speak to a larger audience. You guys will be able to hear her voice, um, learn a little bit more about her interests, what kind of stuff she does outside of the gym. And that's the thing that's great about podcasts, honestly. It's not just like reading an interview in a magazine or, you know, in an article online. You kind of get to, you know, get a sense more of her personality. And I, that's really, you know, something that I hope that you guys are able to take from this interview. Without further ado, please welcome to the show, Jocelyn Robertson. Let's start by talking about Winter Cup, because obviously that was your first major elite meet in a very long time. So how did it feel to get back out there on the competition floor? And how do you feel that you did? Um, it felt great to get back out there. I didn't qualify to nationals in 2019. So I had to qualify to get to Winter Cup. So I went to the Biles meet and the Arizona meet. So I had already done a few meets before this. I feel like my consistency was getting better going into this meet. Um, I really focused on my execution and performing. And I feel like I did a lot better on that. I feel like my consistency needs to get a little better still. And on bars, definitely, I need more confidence before I can get more consistent. Did you have any like specific goals going into this meet or was it just to kind of get back out there? Um, well, of course the big goal obviously was the national team and then the getting the 51 to go to championships. But um, I wasn't really focused too much on it because the more you focus on it, the more I dwell, the more nervous I get. So yeah. I was just really focused on doing my routines like I have been in the gym. So. Yeah. And so you actually did make the national team. How did that feel? It was amazing. That's been my goal since I was like so little, three, five, yeah. So, little. so I that was like the biggest accomplishment I could ever have imagined going into that meet. Yeah. How was the year 2020 for you and with the pandemic and everything going on? How did that affect your training? So it was pretty rough. Um, we had to shut down the gym, but it was a good break for me mentally and physically um, because during that time, I was still trying to qualify for 2020 nationals when everything shut down, but I feel like mentally I was so out of it. So that break gave me a nice little break and I was able to start working out at home. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed running outside, even though my dog, he would bite at my feet. <laughs> does not like me running, but I really enjoyed running. I got faster. And then when I came back to the gym, it was pretty easy to get back into the swing of things since I was running and conditioning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How many months were you actually out for? Because I know it kind of depends on like where you're at in the country. How long were you out for? Since I was in Texas, we weren't out for too long. Mm -hmm. um, we were about only like a month because after a month, they let the elite gymnasts go back into the practice. Um, the other girls in the gym didn't get to go back until like two three months okay. okay so when you were at home was it just doing like conditioning or were you able to do like I know some gymnasts have like a little floor beam or like a, a bar that they can do like handstands and stuff on like were you able to do any kind of actual gymnastics at home or was it just conditioning so we we took like a week off and then we came back for like two days and then we shut back down I was able to take one of those little floor bars home from the gym okay. and I did handstands there and then when I was little, my dad made me like this little beam. Like he made me a beam because he he can build all sorts of things. Um, <laughs> he made me a beam and um, we sold it, but I still really enjoyed practicing on um, like the line. Mm, yeah. And then outside, we, I did a lot of like cartwheels and round offs and drills. Okay. Do you have a trampoline at home? I do. Okay. There you go. <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> has been with me for a long time <laughs> so now that you have winter cup under your belt what are your goals for the rest of the season maybe upgrading um just depending on how confident I get 
and how consistent I get, I might upgrade. And then just a lot of critiquing, perfecting, and then just seeing how far I can go, just doing my routines, Mm -hmm. seeing how far that will take me. Yeah. Well, it's probably already a big relief too, already being on the national team, like going into the rest of your season, because that's like one less thing you have to worry about now. (laughs) Kind of takes the pressure off. Yeah. (laughs) So getting on the national team has made everything a lot easier already. Like, I don't have to worry about that going into this camp because like this is supposed to be selection for this camp mm-hmm. and I don't have to worry about that because I'm already on the team. So yeah. now I can just go and do my gymnastics and I'm just going to have fun. Mm-hmm. You mentioned before that you didn't qualify to nationals in 2019, which yep. I'd imagine probably in that moment, it probably sucked. But looking back now in hindsight, do you feel like that kind of motivated you to be like better moving forward? Yes, I I think it did. I mean, it really sucked. And for 2020, I don't feel like it helped. I feel like I stayed in that like, oh, dang, I didn't make it mm-hmm. because it 2020, my meets were not that great. Like if you look back. But um, it just made me want it even more. Like, I need that. So it made me work harder, and it made me practice longer until I made those skills perfect. Yeah. Do you have any, I mean, I'm sure you do have upgrades, but can you share any upgrades that you're working on? I cannot. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Wait and see. Perfect. Can you share like an event maybe that you're hoping to upgrade? Like not say specific skills, but like an event or two that you want to upgrade? Uh, maybe all of them. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. We won't pressure you. <laughs> Do you have like a dream skill? Like even something that's not like, I mean, obviously you, ha- you want to have like realistic dream skills, but like if you could compete anything in the world, what would it be? Um, Definitely like a double, double off the beam. Like there's no haven't started those yet but like if I ever get to compete anything I would love to do that I feel like you could do it I could imagine you doing it because you have a lot of power (laughs) so from a young age you had a lot of eyes on you there was this video of you that I remember seeing I think you were like nine years old and you were doing like a standing full and then you were getting like recognized by like Simone Biles and I think like Sean Johnson and stuff too so what was it like for you as a little kid to be getting so much recognition and attention? It was super exciting and super nerve-wracking like when I was so young I didn't know how to handle that so I had a lot of help from my dad learning like teaching me how to handle all that um but when Simone retweeted it, I was like so happy. I was like ecstatic. I was like, oh my gosh, I know she knows who I am. Yeah. That's so crazy to think because now like when I was back in 2019 at Classics, I was podium training and she was walking in to do her podium training and she said, hi, Jocelyn. And it was just so crazy to me that she still knew who I was. That is so crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Another thing, too, that we thought was really cool, we went back a couple of days ago and looked. So we used to have a blog back in the day, um, which we still use the Twitter. I think you follow us on Twitter. It's Triple Twist Gym Blog. But we used to have, like, an actual blog that we wrote on. And your dad actually messaged us. Like, this was back, like, I think around that time, that video of you doing the standing full was, like, going all over the place. And he messaged us, and he's like, you know, this is my daughter. Like, hopefully one day you guys will be talking about her. And I feel like this is just the perfect full circle moment because now you're here on our podcast and like you're on the national team so I just wanted to share that with you because we yes, thought that was really cool exciting. yeah <laughs> so we have some like random just fun questions just because I feel like with junior athletes it's so hard to get to know the juniors because there's not as much access to you guys like your meets are harder to watch you have yeah. to have like some gymnasts have websites some gymnasts don't so we just have like some random questions just so your fans can get to know you more <laughs> so the first question is and I'm sure you get this a lot but how did you get started in gymnastics actually I don't get this too often and it's a really funny story actually so I'm the youngest of three so there I have two older siblings and they were both in t-ball actually when, and I was like two and I was like oh I really want to do t-ball mom can I do t-ball and my dad was like no you're not playing t-ball and because I was too small he didn't want me getting hit with a ball <laughs> he told me no 
And then my mom was like, okay, I'll find you a sport that you can do. Cause I threw a fit. Like I wanted to do T-ball. But so my mom was like, how about we do gymnastics? And at first my dad said no to gymnastics too. He was like, no, you're too tiny. You can't, you're going to get hurt. And, but I was like standing on tables, jumping off the table, standing on the counter, walking up behind the couch, like it's a bean. So he finally okayed it and he was still skeptical. Like she's going to get hurt. We can't do this, but now look at where we're at. Yeah. Well, I feel like being small for a gymnast is a good thing. Yeah. Like, the smaller, the better. <laughs> I'm like his baby. So like he didn't want me doing anything. Yeah. I, I, mean, small I, was. I guess from a dad perspective, that makes sense. I was like his little girl. So like he didn't want me doing anything. Yeah. I wonder how he feels watching you now that you're doing like bigger skills. Okay. Now he loves it. Now it's doing a full 180. Like my mom doesn't like me doing it. <laughs> Of course. Yeah. Just can't win. <laughs> That's funny though. Was there a gymnast that you looked up to when you were like just getting started in gymnastics? Well, of course. I looked up to all of them. Like all of them have different things that you look up to. But like if I had to pick a few, definitely Sean Johnson and Jordan Weber. Mm-hmm. Like a thousand percent. Because Sean is like, I don't know why I've always loved her. I've just always wanted to be just like her. And then Jordan Weaver, she was kind of in the Olympics at that age when I was starting to remember all of that stuff. And when she didn't make it into the all around, I don't remember doing this, but my mom said I cried because she didn't make it. We did too. Yeah, we (laughs) cried too. (laughs) So yeah, definitely those two, but all of them have been such inspirational. And I love, love reading Lori's book Mm -hmm. and Simone's book. I just love reading all of their books. Mm-hmm. What kind of stuff do you like to do when you're not in the gym? I like to read, obviously. And then I like to practice juggling. I can't juggle, but I like to practice doing it. <laughs> and then I love training my dog. Like my dog knows how to shut my door. Because oh, Really? Um, yeah. Cause, so when I'm laying in bed tired from the gym day, I don't like to get up and shut the door. So I taught my dog how to shut the door. <laughs> that is awesome. You know, you need to come over here and teach our dog how to do stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I taught my dog how to shut the door. So now I can just say, go shut the door and he'll go shut the door. That's amazing. <laughs> Honestly, what kind of dog do you have? I have a Pomeranian. Oh, um, okay. cute. How to shut the door, roll over, sit, stay. Like he has like a special dog food where I have to put some like juice in it. Mm-hmm. And I'll have to tell him sit and stay to wait so I can get it in there. And he'll just wait until I say, okay, you can go eat now. Mm-hmm. How long did it take to get him to know how to shut your door? Um, I remember he's like, he's almost four. Mm-hmm. So you know how when they say they get past that like one year mark, they say they, they can't train anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a lie because I trained him about a year ago to do it and he loves treats. So if I have a treat in my hand, he'll basically do anything. Yeah. So when I, um, when I, so I was like, okay, shut the door. And I put the treat on the door. He jumped and sh- would shut the door. And then I would give him the treat and I say, good boy. And then I started snapping and pointing to the door and he did it. And then my dad walked in and he was like, did he just shut the door? And I said, yeah, he did. <laughs> He's like, that's amazing. That is so crazy. But honestly, like, good for you that you were able to do that. That's really impressive. I I train all of our dogs. Like, we have four dogs, and I'm really good at it. Like, I research it, like, how to train dogs and and how well certain breeds listen. Like, Pomeranians are really smart. They are meant to learn. Yeah. They love learning. So Mm -hmm. I think that's why you teach my dog how to do all of that stuff. Yeah, we have a golden doodle and he does not listen. Oh, yeah, no, golden <laughs> doodles are not so easy to train. <laughs> um, what about like a favorite song or do you have like a pre-meet like pump up playlist? I do actually. I got these new headphones and it made me re-go through all of my music because I used to not listen to music, but now I do. Um, definitely nothing slow mm. so you don't want to be falling asleep. But like, I love Justin Bieber and Post Malone. Those are probably my two favorite artists. But my favorite song at the moment is Rise Up from, I don't even know how to 
say her name, but Audrey Day or something. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But like definitely upbeat, get you going type songs. Yeah. What about a favorite movie? Well, here's the thing. For the series, okay, so there's my series favorite is Harry Potter. Mm. And then my all time favorite is Marley and Me. Okay. And then for like recently, it's been High Strong. It's a new Netflix movie. But I don't really watch movies too often. I'm more like, I like to watch shows. So. What about something that people might not know about you that might be like interesting or cool? I can solve a Rubik's Cube. Can you? Yeah. That's one thing that I can never do. Yeah. I can solve a three by three and a four by four. How long does it take you to do it? Um, for the normal Rubik's Cube that usually everybody knows about, mm-hmm. probably about three minutes. My fastest is a minute and a half. That is so crazy. Pretty impressive. So you're basically just like good at everything. <laughs> it's fun well, gathering. If I put mine to it, then I'm going to get good at it. That's awesome though, honestly. You are very small. A lot of gymnastics fans comment on how tiny you are. So I have to ask, how tall are you? I'm actually 4'8". 4'8". So have you grown? Because I feel like since the last time we saw you in 2019, you've grown like a tiny bit. Yes, I've grown. Back in 2019, I was 4'6". So I've grown like two inches. Oh, wow. Nice. (laughs) Um, what about long-term goals? What's your biggest dreams in the sport? Um, definitely an international assignment. That would be amazing. And then obviously the Olympics, like everybody's, every little girl's dream. And then college gymnastics. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're a really big Oklahoma fan. Cause I, I've seen that you've gone to like some of their camps and stuff. Are you a big Oklahoma fan? Well, I like to keep my options open, yeah. but, um, it's a big rival between OU and Texas. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how my dad would go about that. But I just like to keep my options open and definitely have been to OU and watched OU, but I definitely like all the other ones. Yeah. Do you follow college gymnastics like during like season? As many as I can think of. So yeah. like, OU, Florida, Georgia, LSU, mm-hmm. all Perfect. Well, that's good that you're keeping your options open though. I like that because I feel like a lot of kids – when they're young, well, not so much anymore, but like back in the day, we would see, you know, junior elites committing like really young. And yeah. I just, I think it's good just to keep your options open and you'll get, you'll get older and you'll, you know, find your place. So very good. And I think you mentioned before you have a national team camp next week. That'll be your first one as a national team member. Are you excited, nervous? How are you feeling about I'm it? So excited. Like when they told me that I had a camp next week, I, I was so excited because this will be my first camp in over a year mm-hmm. because of COVID. Yep. So I'm, I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Have you worked with Tom Forster before then? I have recently since he's become the coordinator of all of it, mm-hmm. but I have worked with him before. He's very nice, very sweet. And then this camp, is it full routines or like what's the plan for this one? Um, there's a competition. I won't be competing, but there is a competition. If you're not competing, then it's like halves and thirds. Well, good luck with camp and with the rest of your season. We're just excited, honestly, that there's finally elite gymnastics again. It's been so long. So it was nice to watch Winter Cup. Yeah. And you did so great, by the way. Like all around, you did so great. I was a little upset that they didn't show you on like the main feed. They showed you on your last two events, but not beam and floor and beam and floor, like your best events. I feel like, so I'm like, really? Like y'all missed the, you missed an opportunity with this one. It's okay. They got the last two. So yeah. yeah. You can still watch them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We went back and watched the replay. You did really good. So we're mm-hmm. looking forward. We're big fans of you. So looking forward to seeing everything that you achieve in the future. Me too. I'm super excited to see what the future holds. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. And thank you again to Jocelyn for taking time out of your day to come on our show. We loved hearing from you and we're wishing you all of the best of luck in the future. We'll be back next week to talk about some more college gymnastics. We're kind of approaching postseason and conference championships and everything's going by really, really fast. This week, this coming week is the last week of the regular season. And actually for the SEC, 
that conference is done. Yeah. So, you know, for the Big Ten, Big 12, everybody else is kind of just wrapping up this week. And so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about, you know, some of the action that happened the previous week that we missed. And yeah, prepare for postseason. Crazy to think that we're already at this point, but this is the best time of the year, I feel like, for college gymnastics. Like, this is what we've all been waiting for. <laughs> Everything is building up to championship season. So we're excited to talk about it. And we hope you guys enjoy your week. And and we will talk to you on Monday. Bye. Bye. Bye.